Welcome to the Airport Experience News Podcast. I'm Ramon Love, the publisher of AXN and the host of this pod. If you do not do so already, please subscribe to the Airport Experience News Podcast. Um, this way you can just easily and quickly download the latest episodes as we post them, and it happens automatically. Perfect. Or if you already do subscribe, maybe you can even share one of the many informative, uh, entertaining, educating uh, episodes that we have recorded in our ever-growing library. Please do so. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. So for the last two Novembers, I've interviewed small businesses to learn about their starts and their drive to grow and thrive in this industry. When I mean small businesses, I was really referring to the small operators. Well, I'm flipping things a bit here and focusing on the concept side. So for this month, I'm going to be focusing on a series of non-food, non-retail concepts, really working to elevate the passenger experience in airports through their truly unique offerings. That said, this is episode 88, and here I chat with Jordan Walbridge, the co-owner of Gameway. And listen, if you want to learn more about Gameway, just go to airportgameway.com. Essentially, they are bringing the fun and appeal of video games to airports in their really cool lounge-looking environments. And you can find their locations currently in DFW. So I'm here with Jordan Walbridge, the co-founder of Gameway, which is built as America's first airport gaming destination. That's right, you heard me. Anyway, Jordan and I talk about the concept, its appeal, how it got started, how he feels going to elevate the passion experience, and about 12 or 13 years old and flying through an airport. I think everyone. So here is my conversation with Jordan Walbridge. But the good news is we're still around now, and 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 they can still come in now. You know what? If this is one of those things, and we're going to get into this, I, I promise. But like, um, you know, we met last year at the Airport Experience Conference in uh, Vegas. Yeah. Seems like yep. a lifetime ago. It does. And you guys exhibited. Uh, you did the Business Pitch Showcase, which was great. Yeah. I think a lot of people um, really caught on to uh, what you guys are trying to achieve here. I really think this is a great concept. And so Thank the you. reason I wanted to have you on, besides all of that, uh, is because I'm doing this series of episodes where I'm chatting with really non-food, non-retail, very niche concepts like yours that are really just entering the airport space. They're growing and they have great stories to tell as far as how they are getting this really unique brand or concept to go, right? So before we begin, let's just talk. Um, tell me a little bit about your background, a little bit about Gameway, why it's mm-hmm. founded, et cetera. Yeah, so the, the well, my background, I was, I used to, you know, own a couple different companies. I was in the, the college space where we, um, you know, initially I thought of an idea. This is so silly; it's totally off topic. But I initially thought of an idea where um, I'm a big Oregon Ducks fan, and I thought, what if the Grim Reaper was a duck fan? What would that look like? So I ended up designing a T-shirt, getting it licensed with the University of Oregon, and in within a week and a half, we sold over ten thousand shirts and hoodies and stuff. It was massively popular. And I realized that fans like me think of great ideas all the time. So I started a company that uh, that really catered to fans submitting ideas, and we do the do the rest with the distribution. And the company grew. So we uh, um, and bought another company with uh, all the gift wrap and gift bags. So if you've ever bought a, you know, your favorite college team's gift wrap or gift bags, chances are it's from my company. And uh, and so that, that's that's my background is is you know doing that. And then it was actually. Um, uh, my co-founder, my also my beautiful wife, who thought of the idea um, of uh, video game lounges, and um, she, you know, she thought if it was in a place that's busy all the time, then it could be a success. And I said, "Well, where does that exist?" She goes, "I don't know, like the airport." And I was, and when she said that, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you are brilliant!" 
And, um, and so, you know, we really focused on like, what would that look like and who are gamers and who are people who are in the air force and does this market really mesh together well. Um, and, you know, to go into that whole story, uh, I don't know if you want me to kind of talk about, you know, who are gamers and no, sure. sure. Were you uh, a gamer in, in a previous life? Let's say. Yeah, that's a good. So I was. My dad used to call me Nickelhead because he would drop me off at the Nickel Arcade, okay. and I and I would just game for hours, right? Um, and then fast forward, I was uh, I was in the army for eight years. I was deployed to Afghanistan with the three twentieth Psychological Operations, so PSYOP. Uh, yeah, and um, and we were attached with the special forces, and and so when I was in Afghanistan, uh, you know, oftentimes we'd go in our we call hooches where we you know this is where we live. And so we go on these really crazy missions and we come back and how we would relax and how we would de-stress was by playing uh, Xbox's Halo. And we would link all these ones up. I don't know if you remember this at all, but we'd link all these up. And the, the those Halo matches were sometimes more contentious and furious than the actual being outside the wire in these missions. Um, but but we loved it. Like every every soldier who are coming into people's airports, you know, they're playing video games. Yes. And, uh, and so, you know, that's, that's kind of my background in, in gaming. I've always played uh, some, some sorts. And I think that everyone also too can relate that as you get older, sometimes you, you know, you either continue playing at the level you used to play at, or you kind of just dabble in it. It's like when you're, you yeah. know, the kids are in bed, you're going to go and play a video game <laughs> um, or you want to de-stress somehow. So you're always still doing something of video games, whether it be on your phone or on a console or on a PC. So well, that's kind of my background in that. I, I can tell you right now, because I have a 10-year-old son, um, you know, when when he goes to bed, there is no adult playing with his uh, Nintendo Switch. I'll tell you, there's there's like a lock and in a, in a complicated yeah. code of, in, of, of some sort that prevents me from accessing it. Yeah. But, um, so it's funny that another reason why I was really interested is, and I'm going to share this with all the listeners right now, I am an old gamer. I'm, I'm a little older than you are. I remember going, riding my bike with my friends to the arcade, um, and gosh, playing, um, oh my gosh, it, it was, I forgot it was like a football game, but it was with robots and it was, yeah. and I would drop like, you know, $20 or so I'd save all my lunch money to, you know, to go to the arcade with my friends and obviously blow it. And, you know, big, I was a big street fighter guy, et cetera. Yeah. Um, same with the home consoles. I pretty much had them all up until the PlayStation two, but so did you, I can did really you have the Nintendo 64. Uh, actually, no, I did not. Okay. The only Nintendo I ever owned was the the original Nintendo. Then I was more yeah. of a uh, a Sega um, PlayStation guy. Okay. Do you so, have a favorite uh, Nintendo game? A favorite nin- original Nintendo game? Yeah, I mean, of course. Mm. I mean, you, you could say Mario Brothers, but for me, it's probably Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Yes, um, Punch Out or was Zelda. Great. Yeah, Zelda was great too. I really enjoyed Metroid, I, and also oh, yeah. um, this is much later on now. Though um, I'm uh, with Sony, I'm more of a I, I like the RPG games. Yeah, and uh, so for me, growing up, it, and I, I can't remember which if it was con- what console specifically it ran on, but like games like Fantasy Star, I know that was Sega Genesis. Um, yeah. The Final Fantasy series, um, I know that was originally on Nintendo. I, I really love that. So that's what I was into. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so many of this audience right now are like, I don't even know what he's. What talking are they about. talking about? Yeah, what are they doing? But yeah, so I, I played Atari. <laughs> so I say that playing off of your response about how we still, you know, sometimes dabble or we're still dabbling. Yeah. Um, you know, my son is ten years old and we, he has a Switch, and I think he had um, what's the one that was before the Switch? The uh, the um, Nintendo. Uh, 
forget the, con- the console You're name. talking about the Game Boy? The Wii, the Wii. Uh, oh, the, the Wii, Wii U oh, okay. or whatever it was. Yeah, and we yeah, got yeah. that as an intro, you know, something not violent, something good. And I find myself in my advanced age now being really, really slow yeah. <laughs> to yeah. react to things yeah, you like, in my youth. You and me both. When I was, so when I was in Afghanistan, I was playing these games. Man, yeah. I was legit. I was legit. <laughs> all right. And then I opened Game Way. I think I'm still great, but you know, I'm playing against a computer. I go to play against some of these kids that we hire and I get <laughs> destroyed. I got destroyed, man. And uh, and now I just say you're fired. So there's like a rule. <laughs> if you're Don't gonna beat the me, boss. you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> you, the, you know, just let the boss win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they never do. They never do. Let, let the Wookiee win, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reference there. Um, yeah. Well, let me piggyback off of the. I was going to ask you, my next question was about why airports. Yeah. But can you just give a little bit of background of your thoughts about the gaming industry and really how it's grown? It's pretty, I, I think when you and I were talking beforehand, it was almost like a very small, I don't want to say cultish-like following, but now it's really mainstream. Yeah. Well, so... I would like, I do want to go back to why airports at some point. Sure, but, sure. You know, so to answer your question is, is you know, about the airport industry itself. I think that, you know, it, you look at the evolution of video games and it's been massive from Atari. So a lot of people who are maybe airport executives, they might've played Atari um, and maybe, maybe Nintendo. Um, but now if you look at the video game world, it is completely immersive. You know, um, if you just look at, let, let me, let me, I'll, I'm going to blow your mind by the statistic okay. using actual facts, right? That if you, when you think of the entertainment industry, if you're saying, hey, entertainment, what do you think of? You think of movies, movies. you think of music, right? That's probably the most, the two most common things. But in reality, the, uh, the fact is that if you can, if you take the revenue from movies and music and you combine them, they don't even equal half the revenue created wow. by video games today. So the video game industry today is so gigantic, not just domestically here in America, but a global phenomenon that, uh, so, so now we've evolved from what people may consider somebody as a, a kid in, in their basement uh, or a recluse playing video games to so somebody that, that you're seeing now, it's more mainstream. Every, every you know, locker room in whether yeah. it be college or pro will have a gaming system in their, in their stuff. Every entertainer, you look at, um, you know, uh, and then and then if you wanted to go to like, you know, if you just talk about the professionalism of video games, where Fortnite did a yes. uh, a competition and the and the winners, an eighteen year old kid who won, I think it was like six million dollars. So you know, it's no longer something that is held from afar. It's mainstream, and the numbers or any metric you want to measure by it exceeds whatever it is your expectation is. So we're talking about an industry that is, but but it's not even reached its pinnacle yet. Um, you know, Forbes recently re, uh, did an article that it still has a massive amount of growth still to go. Um, and uh, and that's really to have a, have a telling in the, in the airport space. Like, is there a way to entertain your passengers, monetize that ability to do that? So you're, cause that space is valuable in airports. They have to make uh, do revenue, but of course they want to, have have a great entertaining environment and so is there a way to do that and that's what gameway you know kind of we we take those two worlds and we combine them together in a beautiful lounge setting um using video games so if you haven't seen a video if you haven't seen gameway if you don't mind me kind of explaining no, to the sure. audience like what gameway is is that you come in and, and you simply rent uh the station by the time and, and when i say a station a station is complete with your own playstation 4 pro 
uh, which is the best gaming console wow. some would say out there and we have over 30 games are all pre-downloaded always the newest and most popular games with that they get their own 4k tv they get their own charging station a luggage compartment right in front of them and complete uh with a uh, HyperX headphones at the time we, we partnered up with them which is a phenomenal gaming headphones uh, for them and then also a beautiful comfortable lounge chair to sit yes. down in so it really is comp- like an environment for you to sit down relax and and really entertain yourself in a different type of way um, and that time if people haven't played video games today what happens is when you're in this environment and you're playing and you're trying to beat you know the next level uh, or you can play your friend that's right next to you, or you can play somebody anywhere in the world by playing online and video games today. That time flies by so sure. quickly that, uh, but you know, they look at their time like, oh my gosh, well, my flight's up, it's time to go. And then they, they're, they're off and they're happy. They're a happy customer. And they're going to remember when they leave your airport, they're going to remember the feeling of, of, of having that enjoyment. So the next time they go into a DFW, they're going to remember, hey, man, this is a great experience. This is a great airport. They're going to talk, this is a great airport because the experience they had and the way they felt. I'm sure there are mechanisms in place then, like if someone gets too engrossed in, in their game yeah. and they say, oh, you know what? You're boarding in like 10 yeah. minutes or something, yeah. some sort of alert like that, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. So it, one of the most common questions is, is how many people are missing my, your flights because of this? Everyone assumes <laughs> that people are missing their flights because of Gameway. And, and really, in reality, we have had, from the time we've opened, from the very first time we opened our doors, we've had zero people miss their flights. Uh, because of game way and the reason for that the reason for that is you're buying a package up front you're buying 30 minutes one hour you know two hours or, or an all-day pass if you're there for you know 11 hours or something and and the customers to come up we, the first question the very first question you're going to ask people is hey how much time to your flight and then and then from that we do we help them do the math so they can leave gameway get to their gate on time and then board and so if you're there for 30 minutes or if you're there for an hour, after that hour is up, we, we come and let you know, and then you're, you're off to your gate. So we don't have anybody have missed flights yet because of Gameway. This is great. So, uh, Jordan, I, was, I referenced this, this article that we had written about here on Airport Experience News, uh, I think uh, several months ago, where basically it said that by 2025, um, about two-thirds, if not more than two-thirds of the traveling public will be millennials and Gen Zers, right? So do you think that the gaming tastes are going to change and evolve considering going from maybe like a, a console because a lot of folks are now mobile, a tablet, et cetera? Yeah, you know, so I, I, it's no similar, it's, it's nothing different than like the Nintendo Switch where it's a mobile unit, right? That you can either plug into your TV or you can have with you. And despite the fact that people already have this technology, people are still coming into Gameway and choosing Gameway over that small thing. Um, but then I want to take it one step further. That, that currently right now, if you wanted a truly immersive experience with uh, with the customer experience that we provide, with the chairs and the and the mm-hmm. you know the uh, we can charge your phone and, and everything else, right? Uh, the 4K TV. Um, and it, you, you take that and you also have this super high-speed internet. So oftentimes gaming is not just you playing by yourself, but you're also playing somebody across the world. Very often you are. And, uh, and you're going to need that high-speed internet to do something like that. So unless airports are going to put in a lot of money, a lot of money to upgrade their internet uh, for the public. Because right now it's it's serviceable, but it's not enough to play beautiful, immersive games. 
well, they're not going to come into a game way because we're going to have that type of internet for them. And, uh, and so there's, a, there's a many reasons why people do that. We're already starting to see those Gen Zs, those millennials choose Gameway over their current devices now. So I don't see that's going to change all that often. No, that's perfect. Um, so for personal experience, I know you mentioned your wife, Emma said, hey, why, not we, why don't we do an airport? So you have a captive audience. Yeah. Yeah. You have a great concentration of people. I'm sure they're along the way conceptually you might have looked at this and said i don't know or did you just feel this felt like a natural fit so so quick backstory uh you know em and i met on a train in thailand and she walks in i see her and it's it's a connection right there we met again in cambodia and she's from england so so when she went back to england i'm in america we still talked every day and eventually i went to go and court Emma at some point, as every guy does. Is, and so I'm flying over to England, and, and in, the, in the process, I have a long, long layover at JFK. Of course. <laughs> um, right? And, uh, and I don't know about you know, anyone who's been stuck in an airport for a long period of time. Every single one of them tries to find Waldo, but here's the facts. You ain't going to find him. So you can keep <laughs> looking. But, uh, but you know, I'm in there for nine hours, have nothing to do, eventually get to England. And that's kind of the genesis of, of, of all this. So we all can relate to being in an airport and having nothing to do. And you can only look at your emails. You can only look at social media so often before you're like, oh, my gosh, how do I make time speed up? And, yes. and so when, you, when you're thinking about that type of concept, and this is really not just for Gameway, but for this industry as a whole, at some point, the airports have to, and, the, and we're seeing this right now, right, is what's the customer experience? How do you increase the customer experience? And in some ways, it's speeding up through TSA, and there's there's different various ways you can do it. But for us, it's that once they're in Gameway or uh, once they're in the airport, um, what is it they're going to do outside of eating or, yes. uh, or drinking, yeah. right? And that's where Gameway comes in because you, you're looking at it, and just to kind of give you an idea, we talked a little bit about the industry and the finance of the industry. But if you actually look at who a video gamer is, um, we're talking about somebody who's in their mid-30s, like currently, right now, the, an actual gamer is a, is a person in their mid-30s, and that person, we're looking about six and a half of every 10 customers who come in, 10 passengers come into your airport today, six and a half of every 10 are going to be a gamer. And that means someone who's going to play often, not someone who plays every once in a blue moon, someone who plays often. So 65% of your, your passengers right now are gamers. And uh, if they have some time to play, if they have any type of layover, um, if they have some time to waste, then they're going to want to be in a gameway. Um, and we've already seen some people show up early to the airport specifically for gameway. Uh, and it's just a great thing. People are already starting to catch on to this. So kind of go back to your, your question about why was this founded? Well, really, Gameway's purpose is to try to make airports entertaining. And we believe that the best way to do that right now is through uh, something that people do already all the time now, uh, and that's play video games. It, it helps, though, because you are, I mean, DFW being one of the busiest airports in the world, that's, that's number one. Number two, yeah. it's a high-connecting, uh, you know, American Airlines hub. So you're, you are probably seeing a lot of repeat folks. So it's not just one of those... Um, I guess you have that one opportunity to capture some, oh my gosh, look at this thing. It's cool. It's, uh, I can play video games. You probably get a lot of repeat folks or at least repeat opportunities to impress upon them that there is this type of service. That they're, oh, that's most, I mean, absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, you have the business traveler who's traveling all the time. They're traveling all the time. And they have an option of going into the traditional lounges, which are, which are great, right? But sometimes you want something 
something different. And if you were to come into a gameway, I think that people would be shocked that our average customer is a is somebody in their 30s. Oftentimes they're wearing something pretty nice, uh, and you'll have you'll see them have a laptop up. Um, or on their phone doing some work and then they set it down and they get back to their video game and they set it and they stop, pause that, get back on. And so they're switching back and forth. So it's a, it's very common for them to do something like this. And it's because the environment that we set up is one where they don't feel like they're being judged. The environment that we set up is they actually are having a great time. It's a temporary thing. And then they know that the service that they get every single time in the airport is going to be something that's, that's excellent. And, uh, and, I, and that's why this thing is starting to catch on um, in such a big time way. We had you know, over 200% growth from 2018 to 2019, just because people started knowing about what Gameway is doing. And, uh, and I think that kind of tells you know, the story of, of how well we have been doing because of those repeat customers and also because people are like, hey, I know that I'd rather go through currently, I'd rather go through DFW than somewhere else because I know that layover is going to be more fun. So my next que- my next two questions are actually very much related. Um, I want to talk about the challenges so far in, in, in expanding. Obviously, it seems to be one of not just awareness by the consumer, the end user, but as far as awareness for the what you are offering. And again, I started earlier by saying that you are one of several companies I'm going to be interviewing um, that have very non-food, who are non-food, non-retail type of concepts geared for passengers with, you know, time to kill or, or just something a little different than what's typically found in an airport program. Mm-hmm. But what are some of the challenges so far? Is it just, is it still of awareness that this concept um, is viable in, in an airport environment or... Yeah. Else. Well, so so the question, you know, is how's the re- reception? Are you asking how's the reception yeah, from, yeah, yeah, from the airport? Yeah, basically the reception Correct. <clears throat> well, I, I think there's multiple ways to um, to kind of measure the metrics of success and that. Uh, but I think the the first thing is, um, you know, that how do we how do we show that we have proof that this thing is working? One, if you look at the social media aspect of Gameway. We get, uh, in the airport, DFW, we can verify this too, we get more hits on social media than any other concessionaire in DFW. And it's because people are obviously interacting with this. The gaming community as a whole is gigantic. But also the people who aren't gamers are looking at this and be like, what? Like they're seeing this for the first time and it's like an alien ship just landed and they're like, what is this? And they're taking pictures and they're they're talking to people about it and- I think I think uh, I should add a little bit to that where you are right, but I think for the most part, um, and I hate to say this, and I, I know a lot of the operators can probably agree, um, they I think Gameway, the company and the brand, that's very front of mind. No one really knows who HMS Host is or SSP, at least on the consumer side. But sure. the other thing is like when you see a brand, and I tend to see this, it's very rare that someone will say, I had a great uh, meal. It's always a complaint. Whereas yeah. this is something that's coming of, yeah. you know, of entertainment. So yeah. you're coming from a place, a position of strength, actually. Yeah, we are. You're right. That that's, that's fair. That's fair. But it, yeah. uh, you know, in, and, and I, but so, so people are interacting in a very positive way with Gameway and, and that positivity is also reflected, not just with Gameway, but also the airport that Gameway's in. So, you know, they're talking, you know, sometimes they don't even tag Gameway and they're, they're tagging the DFW airport, thanking them, or they're thinking Delta Airlines because we're right next to Delta Airlines at E16 because now they you know they know that they have this if the air, airplane breaks down or if there's delays they have a place to go. 
Um, so the customer experience aspect of it has been phenomenal. And then just briefly, you know, financially, uh, we've done very well. And I mentioned over 200% growth. And, uh, and I know we're going to talk about this in the future, but, um, you know, one of the, the, the most telling reasons that you can say, hey, success financially, this thing's been a big success is that DFW and Gameway signed a, a seven-year lease into a third space uh, in their international terminal. And they would never do something like that if it wasn't financially viable, if it wasn't something that is that, that is making um, good revenue for the airport. Uh, because you can only do so many food and so many beverages and so many retail. You, you need something different. And, and something that's different, but also creates revenue uh, for well, the airport. And that's yeah, what that, we're, we're, we're doing, as well as raising the customer experience overall. Well, that's, uh, sorry, I, I, don't, I don't mean to cut you off, but I think the, the other thing I think that's going in your favor is that um, you were referring to, let's say, f- food, right? I mean, yeah. there, there's a finite amount of time that you are paying attention to that food. I've finished my burger and now I'm on to something else. And just like you were saying when you were stuck at JFK, okay, well, I've, I've, had, a, I've had dinner. Okay, yeah. what do I do with the other nine, uh, eight hours and, and 15 yeah. minutes left yeah. in my way? Whereas you can play, I guess, so long as you're paying for it <laughs> yeah. for a while and lose, you know, and just like let time kind of go by yeah. playing a game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you get completely, you know, lost in this world. And there's so many different types of games. There's so many different types of games that you can do. Yeah. We have people who come in who have never played a game, never played a game in the world, but there is something out there for you that you would really enjoy. Um, and, and we get them, we get them logged in, we get them, we get them set up. Next thing you know, hours go by for them and they're having a great time. I mean, a phenomenal time. So, you know, there has been a lot of different proofs uh, of this um, to show that this is a viable concept that airports sure. should start to pay attention to you know what's different out there and would this work in your environment and i think that the concept like like a game way is something that should be highly considered so i'm not asking you to be the spokesperson for um not just for you but for for others but if yeah. I, I guess what i'm trying to um i want to ask is do you see that there is a bit of a reversal of opinion by many folks, many airports, I should say, in terms of continually adding niche-type concepts like this, again, the non-food and non-retail um, to their programs. I'm see- I am seeing it now, but I, you know, I want to get away from the spas. Nothing against the spas, but like that's, sure. that's one other category. This is you and, and others that I will be speaking to are very, very different and unique. So do you see that there is a slow turn of the boat in some ways uh, right now? I think that... Um, I think with anything, you have a certain sect of consumers who want to be the, the first movers, right? They see something new and they want to be on the cutting edge of what that newness is. And then you have, there are certain sects who are like, I'll be the last to do this and I'm perfectly happy to be the last. And, but then there's a huge majority in the middle. that are like, I don't really know what I want to do. Kind of, I'm open to any idea as long as it makes sense. And so if, if we're going to be, you know, let's talk about the middle and the, and um, you know, the people who are, who are first movers, I, I, it first starts out with, is the airport executives or the airport administrators, do they have, are, are they have a real desire to make customer experience something that's, that's important to them? And if they do, you know, what does that look like? So they have to have that, that strong desire to do something like that. If they don't, there's nothing I'm going to say that's going to convince them otherwise. So it first starts off with them wanting something different and, and, and walking down that path, uh, inviting us out there and taking a look and, and rethinking their space. 
Um, and then the next step for us is fact-based, fast-based education. Wow, I can't, don't say that three times fast. Fact-based education, right? So we talked a little bit about the gaming industry and how massive it is. We talked a little bit about the demographics of a, of a gamer. So in the mid thirties, you know, you know, six and a half of every 10 person who are going in there and, uh, and how much revenue, you know, the gaming community creates. So, you know, having this concept and then also discussing our internal metrics so we can have a one-on-one conversation and say, Hey, let me tell you specifically the customers that we're having. Let me tell you specifically the finances that we're creating. Let me tell you specifically what this has done uh, for our current locations and our partners and, and what that can translate for you. And then once they have that information, now they can make a truly educated decision on what's the best choice for their airport. And, uh, and so that's, that's something that we're, you know, you know, you're kind of fighting for, you know, for that time and you're fighting for that, that opportunity to say, Hey, let me just show you what we got because you're going to be impressed. And it's the easier thing to do is to do what's traditionally worked, you know, maybe many years ago, but we're in an evolving society. I mean, very quickly. And, and I would, I would encourage them to like, Hey, what does this evolution look like in your own airport? Well, what does it look like for Gameway then? Uh, when you're looking at, uh, I'm sure you have a, an internal list of airports that you have targeted for expanded, expansion into, right? So what does that airport look like? I'm, I'm sure, obviously, you got to have the user base. So there's got to be a high concentration of folks, probably large hub, maybe long dwell times. You know, international obviously makes a lot of sense because of the, uh, the, the flight times. <laughs> and you can attest to that. Yeah. So what is the... I guess, what is the ideal airport uh, situation for you guys look like aside from, hey, I need X amount of space, let's say. Yeah, and, and, and I think that that's interesting you mentioned the space too because we, we do have a couple different designs. We have some, our stations are, uh, they can be pre-manufactured and come in so it's more of an open concept. We don't necessarily need um, three walls at an entryway. We can, we can be really creative with the space, but we can also do an inline store and really make that place look beautiful. And that's something again, that we can talk to the airports about like, what, what does a, a gameway look like in your space? Um, but I, for us, a, some, a space that's, that's, that's special is first, um, DFW has been a phenomenal partner in every single sense of the word. They have been tremendous partners with us. And, uh, and so it, to have a partnership like a DFW in another location outside of DFW is, is really primary because I, I, it, you have to have that. And the next thing is uh, for us, you got to have that passenger traffic. You have to have somewhere that has some kind of dwell time. If, if somebody is, if their airport doesn't have much of a dwell time, then I don't know if this concept really worked because people just don't have time to sit down and play. So if you have 30 minutes or more um, to hang out, then, then you're going to see a packed gameway. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, we do, we're in a, in a beautiful situation where, where we can really bring a lot to the table for another, a new airport. Um, but I, I ultimately, like I was mentioning before is, is that the first thing is who has the will, who has the, the means, who wants to, to move forward on a concept that, uh, that is proven, that's working and that's really driving a lot of customer experience in a higher level. And that's some, I think those are the first part of, of a great partnership. And as you have more conversations with, with airports, um, you're, are you still having to reverse the perception that this is just a kid's, you know, oh gosh, amenity yeah. in some yeah. way? Oh, totally. I mean, but yes, I, I, oftentimes we're talking to people, 
you know, they think it's a kid in their basement. They think, oh, kids would love this. It's like, but yeah, mm-hmm. but so do the adults. I mean, let's be, <laughs> if you see Gameway, you're going to see adults in there. And that's the average customer. Now, of course, when a kid sees Gameway, it's like, oh, hello, did Disneyland just land in the airport? But, um, and they're like, mom and dad, you know, they're, they want to be in Gameway. Every kid does. Um, but I, I think that the real, the, that's the perception is just kids. The reality is that we're reaching not only kids, but we are most of our base are adults. And it's people who are traveling to the airport right now. Like I said, six and a half out of every 10 passengers who are adults are playing video games. And so uh, it's, it's, they have to shift their mindset from being, you know, someone who doesn't play, or this is an industry that's kind of awkward or weird. It's not the case. It's not the case. It's an adult. Well, I will say that uh, when we do fly through DFW, uh, my family and I, and we do come across the gameway, it is for me. Um, <laughs> I, I will, you know, it's my wife that's going to be kicking yeah. me out of the chair yeah. and saying, you know, "Let your son, you know, it's it's for him." But so, so just to just to give this audience a kind of a you know something that they can understand if you don't play, is that is these role playing games you're talking about? You're a character. Yep. You're building this character. You're in this world where you can go anywhere like right you can go anywhere you want to and interact with a a tribe or interact with people or interact with you know different missions and you're building this character up going towards uh you know a finale at some point but you're it's just this massive immersive world and these and the worlds that you're seeing today are in in these video games are if you know you would if, you, if you're a fan oh my gosh yeah you can't you yes. can for sure but i but it's um so you know you can really get sucked in these worlds but then then there are some people who are like you know they love their football they love their basketball um they love you know soccer, soccer. and and for you know we have the madden we have the nba 2k we have the fifa um or baseball and uh, and people love that because you, you can either play like i said your buddy who you come in with or somebody across the world or you play on the computer and really get lost in that. And then there, there are the fighting games, like you said, street fighter that are really fun to do. And, and so many different choices. I mean, there's so many different choices. Call of duty is a really popular one. Fortnite's very popular and, uh, and every, everything in between. So let me, let me ask you this. What is holding you back or you meaning Gameway, mm-hmm. uh, apart from, you know, we don't have the space available or anything like that. What, what's, what's, is it just really opportunity? Is that the well, only thing that's our, that's our primary purpose? You know, when we first set up at at DFW, it was a prove it type of thing, right? I mean, this concept has never been done before, and I cannot applaud DFW enough for really being the forward thinking airport that they are of seeing this as an opportunity and what what this opportunity looks like. And so they gave they gave us a chance with two spots, um, two spots that weren't creating revenue, and we turned them into uh, great revenue creators for them. And, um, and so, you know, our purpose was we wanted to expand within DFW, we knew there was opportunity within DFW. And that's something that we feel great that we actually can expand into DFW, um, probably around uh, an open date in sometime May of 2020. Uh, and, uh, and so the next thing is, all right, who is going to be their next partners, and we're, we're talking to several different airports right now, and seeing what works, you know, what spaces, um, that we can go into. I think that's the number one thing is, is, is one, let's make sure that you have a desire for it Two, You know, what does, what, how do you reimagine your own space? And do you want to do an inline store or do you want to do something different and where, how, how, how would we make that work? Cause we, we have the know-how to do it. I mean, we can go in right now and make this thing uh, operate. We set up our, our two location within weeks, not months, mm-hmm. 
weeks um, in the current locations we, that we did once we got, a, once we got the, the stations pre-manufactured. This current inline store that we're starting from scratch is going to take a few months to, to do. But, uh, but again, we don't do plumbing. We don't, we don't have to have all this. You know, we're not doing cooking. We're not doing all this sure. other stuff. So we can really be creative and create a great environment. Um, and and we're, walk, we're talking with a couple airports. But, I, but truly and honestly, I think that, that if someone's listening to this, I would want them to reach out to, to me personally and, and let me know, hey, do you have a desire? Let's talk about what that looks like. And let's, let's, let's go out there. I'll, I'll fly out there and meet them and see kind of their, their space and, and what works. And then, and then I'll put together something. And then they, they can actually have all the information to decide if this something is viable for them or not. Excellent. So Jordan, uh, my last question for you, I'm going to leave it open-ended, you know, talk about the next steps or Gameway and what you see uh, in the future for the brand. Well, I think that it's, it's a couple of different things. Um, so currently we have these beautiful game stations that people are already in love with and we're doing, we're very successful in what that looks like. Uh, but we're also have an opportunity that in this new space, this new uh, D20 space at the international terminal at DFW, it's going to be right across from Chick-fil-A and Subway. And, um, and so in this new space, um, DFW is like, hey, what does Gameway 2.0 look like? And, you know, that was Kevin Lemons' thing. What does Gameway 2.0 look like? <laughs> and so Gameway 2.0 for us is not just the video games, but also creating a retail environment because the same people who are playing video games, are, they're very, they're, you know, we call them geeks. You know, they, they love to buy geek-related products. So, um, you know, like the Star Wars, the Star Trek, you know, you got the new Pritchard, uh, uh, am I saying that right? No, the new uh, Picard. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, coming out. And, uh, you know, or Baby Yoda, um, you have, you know, you have, you know, these enthusiasts. Now, you understand the people who play video games are like the freaking fanatics, man. They love this type of stuff. They, you know, look how much, look how profitable, like the, um, the superhero genre has been for the entertainment industry. And that bleeds over into everything else. Um, and, and you can, we can, we're going to, in, uh, do an environment where people who love this type of stuff can come into a game way and purchase it and then and then be on their way to wherever it is because you know I, and i'm not um i hate to start a sentence saying i'm not putting anyone down but uh, but it's it, we're trying to offer a different retail experience um than uh, welcome to dallas type of thing you know or i've been to fort worth like what is something that's really cool that you can you can take home for your your kid as well? I'm not saying those are bad. I'm just saying it's different, and and that's what we're creating something different that's really in our genre that's going to be very popular. And uh, and so we've been signing a lot of deals to make this thing happen. We have a deal with Sony um, to make this deal happen, and 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 other other clientele. And you're going to need that. So it's one more last point is that if you're going to have a video game lounge in your places, you're going to need that company to be licensed, to have a commercial license to do these things. And if you don't, then you're really going to be in, you're putting yourself in a real big pickle there um, legally. So we have all these licenses in place, these commercial licensing in place. And, uh, and so that's the next evolution of Gameway is, is, is probably a, a, it could just be a, a, a a lounge or just the video games, or it could be a lounge in a retail sector um, for the airport as well. Well, Jordan, uh, I want to say this has been great. Uh, you've, I'm getting nostalgic now, by the way, <laughs> with all the talk about games and such. But I want to uh, thank you for taking the time to speak yeah. with me. Absolutely. It's been my pleasure. I very much appreciate you having me on.